0: This is Women Who Travel, a new podcast from Connie Nast Traveler that digs deep into the realities of traveling as a woman today and celebrates why we'll never stay home. I'm Meredith Carey and this is my co-host Lali Aracoglu. Hello. For our last episode of the season, our eighth episode, we're joined by Traveler's Features Editor Alex Postman, Senior Manager of Audience Development, what a title, Lara Kramer. Hello. And our Associate Photo Editor Valeria Swasnavas. Hello. We have two newbies, Lara and Yay! Val, who are joining us today. Um, and what we're talking about today is kind of the opposite. It's we're coming full circle from our first episode about solo travel in one way or another, just as a result of taking these trips, kind of all of these women are pros at the group trip, which is kind of we're giving a loose, uh, running fast and loose with that description. It's anything more than one person. I have been on many a two person road trip, uh, you know, Giant trips, small trips. Lale is leaving tomorrow. I guess I by am. the time this goes, you will have successfully come back from a 14-person girls trip to New Orleans. Yes,
1: actually, there's one guy oh. on the trip. Wow, one. One get him out! <laughs> <laughs> soul. It's a bachelorette in New Orleans. Wait, who is this one guy who goes in the bachelorette party? <laughs> he he's he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's the bri- one of the bride's best friends. <laughs> um, yeah, we fly to New Orleans tomorrow. We have a Airbnb in the Garden District. Know most people on the trip. Yeah, I'm excited because I've never
2: been to New Orleans. Maybe slightly terrified. <laughs> have you been put in charge because you do travel?
1: No, actually it was really amazing because another friend of mine on the trip is far more organized than I am. So she got put in charge, well she volunteered to plan the whole trip. I just volunteered to get involved with the itinerary. <laughs> to <manage laughs> All to the things that you want <laughs> to do on the trip, like, brilliant. Turkey and the Wolf. Bon App's best restaurant in America. Yes, we'll get sandwiches there
0: <laughs> on I told Lale, uh we just did on our other podcast, Travel Log, we did a whole episode about New Orleans, and it's basically us just like yelling about how excited we are about this city. So listen to it on your flight uh, because it'll be a great time. But uh, I think what we wanted to start out with was just like, what do you guys love about traveling, not alone?
3: Uh, For me personally, I feel when it comes to group travel, for me it's bonding. So it's kind of like getting out of the element that you're, even with the same people that you would normally hang out with here, that you're traveling on a trip with, uh, it's a a completely different element. You kind of shuck off all of the responsibilities or the feelings of like the day-to-day, and it kind of takes you to another tier of like really hanging out and really being like, I like you, I like you. You just went to Thailand with a bunch of friends, right? I did. I just went to Thailand. Um, There were four of us. It was my sister and her boyfriend and myself and an ex-boyfriend. And... It was a a very interesting experience. It was kind of a different type of group travel I've done. Uh, We had been together for about seven years and had recently separated, but had planned this trip before the separation. (laughs) Yes, well, we were trying to, or or currently am, still trying to do the (laughs) the whole, you know, we're going to be friends, we're going to make this work. Um, But, you know, you go on this trip, there's a lot of emotions are high. You know, you've booked the same hotel rooms together. um, You know, it's just a lot of 24-7 contact. So, you know, it was a bit of a struggle, I think, for us. Um, it was a little bit emotionally draining But uh, all in all, you know, I'm I'm glad I went. I think it was a good way for us to kind of work through some things.
0: I mean, Laura came back from this trip and it's like 20 degrees in New York York, and she came back to the office in actual sandals. Um, (laughs) This is true. Like, what's happening? Um, But Val, how about you? Because you travel with your mom and your sisters a lot, right?
4: Yes, so um, we decided that we would travel during Thanksgiving just because we are from Ecuador originally. And after celebrating it for many years, um, we kind of decided You know, it's a good time to get out of New York. My parents live in Connecticut. And so my sisters and I and my mom, we decided to go to Mexico City um, last year. Uh, And then uh, this year, this past year, we decided to try something different um, and go somewhere we didn't speak the language. And we went to Paris and to Lisbon. So that was an experience for for all of us. My mom had never been to Europe. So it was a just trying to kind of uh, like just, just figure it out, and it, sh- she's not much of a city person, so mm. she, it was uh, very uh, overwhelming for her, but she loved
1: Lisbon. Do you and your sister and your mother, do you have similar interests, or do they really diverge?
4: Well, my mom is kind of uh, very open to anything. She's the kind of like, okay, you guys plan the trip, uh, there's maybe this one thing I want to do, but other than that, you kind of figure it out. Um, and my younger sister, she just likes to shop, so that's what she, puts on the itinerary and my older sister and i pretty much have the same interest and we are the ones that really plan the trip
3: what was the hardest part about your group travel experience
4: i think just spending 24 hours i think a week and a half together (laughs) every single day just because um we i mean i love my mom i love my sisters but it's just so much time together and um it's yeah, it's a little overwhelming. I think at the end of it, we all had a great experience, but we were like, okay, we can half tops. See you and in three see weeks from now. <laughs> see, you, yeah. I'll see you later.
0: <laughs> and I think Alex, you might be getting here with your family, um, but I know that with my family, when my brother and I, I mean, we were so used to spending 24 hours together as kids, um, it was just kind of like how you live your life um, when you live in the same house with someone and you go to the same school and all that stuff. Um, and now we don't spend 24 hours. He lives halfway across the country, so when we take these family trips, it's unusual now when. It used to be the total norm to spend all day together every single day for weeks at a time. So it goes like it goes back to being an adjustment going back to all of those like family routines and figuring out kind of like how you all get along together in the same space because your son just left for college but you have
2: other kids who are in yes. the house. Well, How does that work? Well, totally. I mean, I, I do think that, that, to Lara's point, like, the bond, the group bonding that comes out of it, the sort of shared experiences, and then the kind of mythology that arises around trips is something that, like, you just kind of savor for years. And so with families, for instance, it's like we're still telling stories about our three-week drive across America or a seven-week trip across uh, Europe, and those you just really sort of get to experience each other, know each other in a way that is not familiar, even for family members. I think for friends it's a little more complicated <laughs> because I was thinking about you know, like, yes, the, that those shared experiences where you have like a shorthand for a funny thing that happens, like the crazy guy outside of the museum who said something ridiculous and you repeat it the whole trip or, and those like I in jokes are moments. fun, mm-hmm. but then there's that point where you're like, okay, I've had like just about enough of you. <laughs> and, and, and I feel like that, that's where, these surprises come out in like relationships with friends in particular who you haven't traveled with. And I feel like traveling is such a good test of character. Absolutely. Like how resilient, how patient, how energetic, like how go with the flow and like, I've actually sort of drifted a little bit from a couple of friends because I just felt like I kind of fell out of love with them. Yeah, <laughs> how, you know?
3: how, to that point, yeah. how good are you ladies when it comes to travel? Do you like pull your weight as a equal <laughs> like, traveler? I feel like everyone's gonna, gonna say, say yes. the hard questions <laughs> yeah. <three>
0: minutes in. <laughs> no, I feel like everyone's gonna say yes, but I mean, we've talked about just amongst ourselves, I feel like at some point or another, what makes a good travel buddy, um, but I feel like in order for you to pull your own weight, you have to be partnered with someone or a group of people who either also do the same in their area of expertise, whatever mm-hmm. that is. I think that... Um,
3: like a yin and yang experience, you're saying? or something? Kind of. Or like equal division of labor. Of labor, uh, exactly. Uh, so
0: there's um, when, like right after I started, Rachel, who's been on this podcast before, um, who's our social media director, was telling me this story about how when she started at Traveler, she came in and like everyone was going on the same trip to Guadalupe because they had all gotten this flight deal. Um, Corey, our photo editor, was going. And it was like a bunch of coworkers going together to Guadalupe because they had all like decided to go at the same time and just decided it would be easier if they got a Airbnb and just kind of split it up. And they kind of had this plan, which was, you know, Corey's boyfriend, now husband, could drive. Um, You know, Lalit could speak French. Cynthia could do this other thing. Like they kind of split it up. Like you're going to be the expert in this Mm -hmm. specific thing and that's all you're responsible Mm -hmm. for. And then we'll figure everything out kind of more diplomatically. Um, But I feel like you need to, in order Mm -hmm. to like, be your best group travel self. You need to be paired with other people who are willing to pull their weight, Mm -hmm. like I guess the slack that you give.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think also it's, I mean, it's sort of the same as when you choose a roommate. I mean, your best friend in the world could be a terrible person to live with, and it's the same when you're traveling together. And to Alex's point about um, how it can be a real test of character, Years ago, I was on a trip with close girlfriends who are still very close friends, but there was this moment that really revealed, I guess, the different ways that we all handled a stressful situation, which was a, um, we were staying in this little beach hut, hostel thing on the beach in Fiji, and a guy had followed us back and then, Proceeded to try and get inside our really? little little oh, bungalow, wow. and it had these very flimsy glass wood and wooden doors. And there was a gap between the sort of thatched roof and the top of the door. And this hand came over <laughs> the top oh my god. and, <laughs> oh, and <terrifying>. were searching <laughs> for the lock. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and we and you know me and my one friend were slightly closer to the door, and we were just like frozen, like. I and mean, we were very English, and we were like, leave us alone! <laughs> 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 Who goes there? Who goes there? <laughs> um, and then we were like, okay, shit. What are we going to do? <laughs> and we turned to go into the bedroom, and our other friend saw us slammed the door and locked it.
3: <gasps> no. Oh, my God. Wow, what a <laughs> revelation <laughs> in your friendship. <laughs> and then we had to travel for like <laughs> month longer together. Yeah. That's so amazing.
1: And we were fine. What did she have to
3: say for herself? It was
1: never spoken of. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is
3: so amazing. Oh.
1: <laughs> Even now we've never oh my discussed God.
2: it. Um, you so can send her
3: a link to the
1: podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> talk.
3: I haven't forgotten. <laughs> um, this reminds me of an interesting story um, I also have from my recent group trip in Thailand. So I feel like you kind of, at least for me, you become a little bit dependent on the group dynamics when you're traveling, especially this was a 16 day trip and I just kind of got used to having Um, It was two guys and myself and another girl, and just kind of got used to that comfort element. And we were out one night in Chiang Mai, and um, I decided to go back early by myself. I wasn't feeling very well. And we had this um, Airbnb, kind of in the – it was a very nice Airbnb, but it wasn't in maybe the best neighborhood. And it was super, super, like, tech savvy, for lack of a better word. Like, the lights didn't work unless you put, like, a card in, and you had to, like, push these buttons. And there was no locks in the doors. It had to do with, like, these other things you pressed on the wall. And – You know, I'm, that's not my skill set personally. (laughs) So, you know, I got home, I'm not feeling well. I think I'm like trying to, is this door locked? I don't know, I think so. I go to bed, I wake up and it's, you know, 2.30 or three in the morning and um, my ex isn't next to me. (laughs) And I don't hear anyone else in the house. And I think no one has come home yet. And I'm like, okay, that's that's all right. And I'm like trying to go back to sleep and I hear this noise outside my bedroom door. And I, I think, okay, maybe I'm just, you know, thinking I'm, I'm hearing this or it's no big deal i'm trying to will myself back to sleep and i hear another noise like, like unmistakable noise of somebody's like feet moving around outside and i was like oh my god like shit what do i do what do i do so i get out of the bed as quiet as i can and i go and like lock the door and i like, get back in bed and i'm like okay now what <laughs> yeah i've done that and and i like it, and it's just continuing sound and I like okay i i t- I tried to call 911 on my phone, and it didn't work. (laughs) I was like, I'm so dumb. What do I do? And um, so I text messaged the Airbnb host, and I said, please call the police. (laughs) Um, And I tried to call my friends. I can't call. I text them. I said, please call the police, ASAP. Thank you. And (laughs) Thank thank you. (laughs) And I just get back in bed. I don't know what to do. And then I hear a sound of a bag rustling and someone eating chips. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait just a minute. This is likely not a robber. So I, I unlock the door and I peek out and it's Roddick, my sister's boyfriend, just like scuffling about like eating chips and salsa. I was like, oh, and I step out and I'm like laughing at myself being like, Roddick, you won't believe what I just thought had happened. Um, So we laugh and go back to sleep. And the next morning, I woken up by a call from my Airbnb host, bless his heart, who thought someone's, you know, breaking into his house. And it was just a disaster. And I was really embarrassed, honestly, after the fact, like having to confront my friends and their text message and this Airbnb guy. But it's kind of like, you know, as a woman traveling in a foreign land, you don't know the Mm -hmm. language, you don't know where you are, your phone doesn't work, you know, it's like very easy to jump to conclusions about safety. So... I Glad think, it was all okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just an g- aggressive chip eater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that I think that yeah, the group dynamic is a huge part of it. And there are, like you said, there are people that I would travel with that I'm not super close with, mm-hmm. um, and I don't talk to day to day. But if I see a flight deal, I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, you know who would be down to go with me on this thing? And I'm <laughs> going to give her thirty minutes <laughs> <laughs> to decide whether or not she's coming. My friend Sarah, and we flew to Chile together, and we talk maybe every six months and are wow. like, oh, what uh, plans do you have? Can I come <laughs> along? Um, but there are people. There are people that you click with. And I think, you know, some of that has to do with that person knowing how you travel. And I think it has nothing to do with them knowing how you are in, like, your day-to-day mm-hmm. life because That's that is so different, I think, from um, who you are when you travel. And you just went on a road trip, yeah, Alex, well, with w- a friend who you hadn't talked well, to Well, yeah, in a while, I was right? going to
2: say it's a great travel. It's a great way to see uh, friends who no longer live near you. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, Chile or Argentina, wherever you went, or Italy, where I went, is like, you might as well go there with a friend who lives in San Francisco at the same distance for, you know. And I knew she was the first person who came to mind. I had this assignment to go to Italy because, because of the skill set, I thought, my friend Kara, who is a former co-worker is the most competent person I have ever met and I had actually the broken down car I mean I am not a, a you know not handy with a car and I thought if we get a flat somewhere in the middle of Italy like Kara could she could figure it out she could work it out I can I'm a great navigator I've got that skill um, she knows wine I don't and I just it fell into place like complementary skill sets and I feel like in planning a trip you sort of have to imagine the various inequities whether it's budget or Mm -hmm. um energy level i mean i have i had such a miserable trip to ireland where not miserable but i rented a a castle a tiny castle. (laughs) castle with some friends and like everyone wanted to sleep in and hang out in the morning and it oh, I was no, like so stressful. I was so furious like why bother coming all the way here yeah. and so I, I feel like there are various levels of compatibility um, that you just need to to sort of check to make sure and also like pitching in when you have a, a rental and like some people are lazy and won't clean and other people are busy but body- you know and it you just have to make sure that you you can calibrate that ahead of time because it just ruins your trip when it goes awry. And I've also found that,
1: you know, there's certain people that I've kind of been on some weekend trip with in some big group who... Expect everyone to hang out together all the time and get
0: very... And that you know. is, like, the antithesis of what a group trip should but be. But I'm that person. I think
1: <laughs> I
3: am that person. I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I'm traveling with all of you. I want to be together all the time. And I understand the flaw and that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, love, I love you, but I'm going to go do yeah, this thing. I yeah. It probably salvages relationships way more than my <laughs> yeah.
2: I think there has to be a, a rule that you can, like, you're free to do what you want when you want also. Yeah, I
0: think that that is so important. And I think that giving, you know, even if you do totally plan things where you're like, we're all gonna go to this museum if we all agree on it, or we're all gonna go to this restaurant, or we're all gonna meet up for dinner at this time. I think that's so helpful to like encouraging that bonding. and that time spent together, but if you can give yourselves like three hours and then everyone comes back for dinner and like shares, you have Mm -hmm. like so much more to talk about. Definitely. Um, And I feel like you have just gotten enough time, especially if you're going for a week with somebody. A long weekend isn't so bad, but I think if you're going like on a big trip with someone or multiple people, just having that time away reminds you like, oh, I like actually legitimately like this person and I did decide to go on this trip with them um, because I think it can get, yeah, super tense when you don't have any interaction with anyone else. Right. It's the opt-out clause. Right, exactly. Oh, I like
3: it.
1: And there's something quite
0: liberating about saying,
1: no. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna come along for that. I'm, I'm gonna go and check out this museum or go for a walk. When like
0: you guys anything. when you guys travel as a family is like that an option? Because I know with family yeah. travel it can be harder to say yeah, I really don't want to hang out with you right now.
4: Uh, no, my mom will not let that be an option, which mm-hmm. I can understand because she it just in she like savors the time that she spends with us. So I, I understand, but um, with when I travel with friends, it's nice to have that. Uh, like I went I went to London in Scotland with a friend of mine, and she is very well traveled, and she uh, has great taste and decided she wanted to go shopping in London and I did not. I wanted to go to uh, some, somewhere else and she was great. We were great. We said, okay, you know, we'll meet back for dinner in three hours and just do, just do that. So I think that's definitely something that I I may have to add that clause in the next family trip. The <laughs> one hour uh, before dinner, let's just go read. Just do something else before we come back. Just and it's th- overwhelming.
0: I think it helps like for people who maybe don't have the same energy levels to say like, yes, it's totally okay for you to take a nap, yeah. or it's okay for you to stay at the hotel or whatever. And I'm gonna go. I know that Laura Redman, who's one of our editors, who um, she travels like a maniac. Like she goes to like six museums in a day, and I feel like I'm good with like three. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, giving that flexibility of like, I'm gonna join you for this part, or that sounds really good about your day, and I'm gonna, you know, mix and match. I was yeah, say, th-
1: three
3: in a day, <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> <Yeah>. five minutes, <laughs> and then I'm off. I feel like it's key though to have those conversations before you get on the trip. So 100%. like, when you're yeah, yeah, when you're playing with whoever
2: you're going, like, mm-hmm. kind of lay those those rules ahead of time, and I think it saves. It's also good to have the money conversation before so you. So it. Yeah. I mean, it it comes up like initially in planning. Like, I'm trying to plan a. Reunion with my college roommates for an unmentionable milestone mm. here, <laughs> um, and we have different budgets. Half of us want to go to the Caribbean, and half want to rent a place in New England. So you've got to you, you've got to address that. But then, who's spending what while you're right. away? Yeah. And I've I've had it work two ways. One is you all put money in a pot at the beginning, and then you can all oh, draw from that to buy groceries or whatever. Yeah. This sort of the group activities, or you just Keep every single receipt and then do the accounting at the end, but that can get like just super complicated. Yeah,
1: there's also mm-hmm. some really good apps now oh, really? that you can use. Um, one I've used in the past is Splitwise, I think we have a whole story about it on our website.
2: Yeah, we
0: have a whole story about apps that make group trip and kind of group travel and, and budgeting easy. And Cassie Shortsleeve, um, who's another one of our contributors, actually has also written a story, uh, that you can find online just about kind of like how to have that money in conversation. Mm-hmm. Um because you know splitting might work for some people. Just being honest about what you can yeah. actually spend is very important in that conversation. Um, as is oddly enough talking about like dietary restrictions. Because if you're the person booking things and you book a restaurant that someone who's vegan like can't eat at, then they're spending money that they right. like f- for something that they can't eat. So mm-hmm. I think it's like yeah, being like brutally honest uh, with each other about what you're willing to do. Uh, is incredibly important at the, at the onset.
1: Yeah, and for this New Orleans trip that I'm going on tomorrow, um, my friend, who's the one that's getting married, has been really great and that she's, you know, she's just been from day one, she's been like, look, everyone's at different budgets, you know, let's keep things, like, on the cheaper side. If you want to go off and do this thing that that's going to cost more money, that's great, but, like, no big group dinners, let's, like, not make anyone feel uncomfortable and because somehow it always falls on the person that ha- is on the tighter budget to kind of suck it up and yeah yeah, yeah and have to pay for something that they feel uncomfortable doing. So, so I think, again, it's like being honest and just like lie- laying the ground rules down at the beginning.
0: And I think that's a good opportunity for like that, like you break off and you spend your money if you are willing to on that one mm-hmm. thing. And I'm going to spend my money if I have less of it or more of it or whatever on this other thing. And then we'll meet back up and do something that we can both afford or both spend money on. And I think that... Yeah, that like optional add-ons and talking about things that you guys want to do ahead of time that are going to cost extra money because you guys are kind of like doing a bunch of things together in this New Orleans trip and a bunch of things separately.
1: There's like definitely sort of some downtime that's been worked into it there. It's like, if you want to go off and explore, you can. If you want to, um, if you're really hungover and you need to lie down in a dark room for three (laughs) hours, (laughs) then you can go do that. Um, The only extravagant thing we're doing is we're all getting tattoos. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> <Just> drop that <laughs> in there great. so
3: casually. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you tattoo free currently?
2: Yes. <laughs> wow, you know, this is I a huge try. milestone. Look, I'm We're like coming with, like, on the Couples initials. Like <laughs> <that>. Yeah,
3: <laughs> no.
1: But actually, sh- but um, my friend's an artist, so she's actually drawing everyone oh. what they want, and
3: so everyone oh, no pressure th- to get them, but everyone's oh. doing it. But it's ins- individual, like whatever you particularly want oh, yeah,
1: yeah, Everyone gets the same. She has a friend who's a tattoo artist in New Orleans, so no, like no, it's like, do you know what you're
3: getting? I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Look, gosh. I might
1: come in on Monday and be like, I got too scared and I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I Highly likely.
0: We'll update all of you listeners on whether <laughs> yes. or not Lala is <laughs> tattooed. Um, but have you guys ever had a, like, a negative experience with budgeting? I feel like I've had a few, but have you guys ever like come across some really awkward instances?
1: I think I've just had cases of people not being honest mm. and it then comes out in different passive-aggressive ways And because mm. people are stressing about you know someone made them spend too much on one thing or they feel like someone else isn't pulling their weight financially on the trip and again I just think it's like honesty the whole way through like otherwise you're gonna get these bubbling tensions.
3: Yeah I feel like I've had an an experience on a trip in which so we were um, a large large group and it seemed as if people were taking advantage of the fact that everyone's together everyone's likely going to throw their card in so I'm going to get the most expensive thing I can Mm -hmm. get I'm going to order this cocktail and this appetizer and give me the steak and give me the dessert because everyone kind of has the fear that well everyone else is going to do this so I'm not going to be the one that gets the salad gets the salad (laughs) and then pays $55 for some lettuce (laughs) um so I feel like that has been something that I've I've kind of sort of seen and and it's kind of hard to pinpoint and like And that has just kind of been a struggle. And also, like, myself, I I am a vegetarian, so I don't typically eat, like, the most expensive meal either. And I'm just maybe more aware of that than others. And, yeah, it it can be difficult.
0: I think the best decision my friends and I have ever made is we went on this big trip to Nashville and we had, like, a two-drink limit, which is that if we were ever going to dinner and all splitting, like, it didn't matter, like, you could order – A cocktail or a glass of wine or whatever but you could only have two (laughs) so that someone didn't end up paying for like someone else's six cocktails when they didn't want to drink because i feel like with food like you know maybe there's like a 10 15 difference in what you're ordering but with alcohol it can get like it's a
3: whole new ball game really crazy i would say a
0: two drink limit was beneficial in other ways (laughs) 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 um yeah we got to the bars and (laughs) then it was like a free for all but um no i think that yeah like having that having setting those ground rules um I think is easier with friends than it is with family. But I think that, that it's like incredibly, it's the most vital part of group travel and like the success of a trip.
2: Right. Right. It Um, affects everyone else. Everyone else's feelings. I do think that women may have more discomfort than men in talking about money. And I've had a case in which I, I felt like I needed to chase someone down for the money. She didn't reimburse me. Mm. Uh, But Decided not to because I felt awkward and cheap, but I was entitled to the money, and so those are considerations that you know whether it was her dishonesty or or like forgetfulness. But I just I felt awkward bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I think that like the apps that kind of do those things in the moment, something like Venmo or Splitwise, where you can kind of like throw the receipt in immediately and be like, okay, we're splitting this thing now, so that no one is at the end of the trip like down so much Mm -hmm. more money than everyone else because they put their card down, I think is also really helpful because then it, it like takes the pressure off of everyone keeping those receipts or everyone keeping, kind of like keeping score, if you can do it in the moment yeah. because then you kind of forget about it later versus being like, oh, well, so-and-so owes me, like, $10 and so-and-so owes me this much because it didn't all work out.
3: Yeah, and, like, to your point, where's the cutoff point? Wh- when is it okay to ask for it back or when, it, when you have to kind of just eat it? Because we also yeah. don't want
1: to become the sort of Larry David of the trip. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, the yes, <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> um, I think we've all been talking about planning our own trips, but have any of you used, a, like, a travel service for group trips,
2: I haven't though. I just met with um, a travel service that I would I'm interested in using, or a, a travel specialist. Um, it's uh, called Naya Traveler, and it's founded by two women who worked for other specialists and felt like there was a, a need to address both sort of more women-focused travel. I don't think they do it exclusively, but I think it's sensitive to sort of what, to like women's travel interests and habits. Um, And then also to sort of go deeper culturally, like one grew up in Morocco, but is a native English speaker. One grew up in Argentina. So they're, rather than sort of hopscotching around certain areas, they really sort of try to go in deeper, a little bit more... sort of cultural immersion, spiritual travel, Mm -hmm. um, some wellness, and women are probably going to be more drawn to a wellness-focused trip, and so I just sort of like the sound of all of that, Um, and especially as women founders are probably just kind of sussing out the kinds of activities I would want to do. Wait, and uh, if our listeners want to look them up, how do you spell it? It's Naya, N-A-Y-A, traveler. Do you joints. think there is a lot of difference
3: between men and women when it comes to interests in travel? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Can you, can you, do you know what they are? Can you define them?
0: I just think that the like questions that come up when you're planning a trip, I don't think it necessarily has to do with interest. I think it's like the th- the checklist that you have of things that you want to do or things that you're worried about is going to be very different if you are traveling either alone or with a group that's predominantly women. Um, and I don't think it's all has to do with safety. I think it has to do a lot with kind of like um, focusing more on certain things over others. Culture being one of those.
1: I also think in sort of certain logistics, you know, depending on where you're traveling, certain parts of the world, you might get your period and it will be really hard to find a tampon. Very and true. There's a, I feel like there's just sort of a whole host of things that women have to kind of think about and checklist that
0: men don't. Speaking of, I think that we've written about them before, and Lolly, I know that you've been talking to them, and uh, for those of you who have been listening and know that we're coming in with our second season uh, in March, um, Adventure Women uh, is another uh, women-run uh, travel agency run by a mother and a daughter who put on these like very incredibly adventurous like you want to climb Kilimanjaro you want to go to New Zealand and just kind of do some crazy adventure stuff if you're alone if you're with a group of girlfriends um, they plan those trips and they also consider like okay I'm going to be in the Australian outback like, what feminine hygiene products do I need to bring? And they kind of go through all those things that your average travel agency wouldn't be like, oh, this is an important thing for everyone to know. Um, because I think those sorts of things are taboo. But when you're only talking to women who deal with these things every single day of their life, um, those are like, no brainers um, mm-hmm. to know, like, if I'm in the wilderness, like, what happens if I do get my period? Or, you know, like, where are their bathroom facilities? I mean, like, all of these things that don't seem that hard to do, but I feel like aren't considered when you're on a, you know, traditional trip.
1: Yes, and especially for the more adventurous ones, like um, Adventure Women Organize. They have one in New Zealand coming up that looks really incredible, um, and another to Morocco. There's one in Mongolia later in the year, where you get to learn how to be the eagle huntress, which just wow, wow, wow badass! Wait, the yeah. eagle huntress? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> and me I know up. that <laughs> we've
0: talked about these women before, but they're a bunch of female free divers in rural Japan, and they also do a trip with them where you kind of meet these women um, who are diving for pearls, and and you get to be a part of that. And I think that's the thing is. I think that women want to meet other women and get to know what their lives yes, I are. I was going to
2: say, because mm-hmm. I think actually in other cultures more than in the U.S., there, because there is more gender segregation, if you're women traveling with women or on a, in a trip planned by women, you may have greater access to...
4: Um, to local women
2: and whether you're sitting in someone's kitchen and cooking with them or going to to visit, um, you know, a school or something. I I feel like there's there's an urge in terms of like different interests, maybe an urge for more like interpersonal connectivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it might be easier to be in that situation with other women, you know. Definitely.
0: What would you guys say is the best place you've ever gone with a group of friends or one friend or as a family? with multiple families <laughs> whatever you want <laughs> to describe as your best ultimate group trip that you've taken where did you go and why was it a great place for that
4: I went to um, Aaron in Scotland with my older sister and uh, one of my friends who I met in college and that was a really beautiful trip because we all wanted to just get out of the city and just walk in the wilderness and you know just take it easy for a few days and uh, like we mentioned before um, we did have kind of the understanding if one of us wants to do something that the other one doesn't it's totally fine and one of my big pleasures is going horseback riding and I wanted to do it so badly but my friend didn't and you know it was fine I went and had a great time and at the end of the day we would go back to our hotel and swim and go to the spa and it was just I, th- I think we all had a great understanding of what we wanted from that trip so it just
2: I look back on it very fondly. I'm, I'm thinking not necessarily the best place I've been but maybe the most harmonious group trip I've had recently was a ski trip with two other <laughs> friends and I think what made it work so well was because There was a clear-cut division of labor at the beginning. One uh, friend was like our designated driver, not because she drinks less, but because she just is like more competent behind the wheel and just like sort of grabbed it. Um, One of us planned all the ski rentals, another one planned the house. And then here's where I feel like gender difference um, plays a role skiing itself When you're just with women was it was fantastic compared to when i'm with like my husband or my kid and you're just skiing at all different paces and like adrenaline levels and it feels a little chaotic and you're waiting at the bottom for people or you're being waited for and and all like each day we would just sort of we'd have lunch and go Eh, maybe we're done <laughs> and, and didn't feel like lame for saying that. And it was just like, we were so in tune and then we'd like go have our wine. And it just was like the perfect vibe. You know, it just was like in harmony that way.
3: How about you, Lara? Um, I would say that the best trip I had with not just myself was I uh, went to India with my dad. And um, we did uh, one kind of minor trip like that before I'd studied abroad in New Zealand and he'd come out for like a week. Um, well, this was the first time we'd really just, he and I, like, let's go somewhere, somewhere, you know, uh, to us, fairly exotic. And it was a kind of sort of like a spiritual trip. Like we went to like the place where like, you know, folks all like, on Buddhists and like Hindu destinations. And um, it was such an opportunity to get to know my dad as not my dad, like as a mm-hmm. person. Um, and I have like this fondest memory, we were like in our hotel one night, like waiting before dinner, and like we were just like laying down, and we were just like talking, just like shooting the shit about life, and he's not, he doesn't like open up about, you know, everything super often, but he um, just was like willing to talk about everything, like life and death, and like these moments of like, you know, realization for him as like throughout his life, and I feel like I came back from that trip, like obviously I love my dad and everything, but after that I was like, I know, you as a man and as a father, and I will just cherish that forever.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna make a pitch for the road trip, um, which I know you have been on with your friend, and I have been on with my best friend, after I graduated from college, I'm from Texas. I was moving to New York. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Um, Hey. <laughs> knew that I had not seen enough of my own state, and it's really freaking huge. And so my friend and I went on a two-week road trip around Texas. Um, Where'd you stop, what were the destinations? We went from Dallas, which is where we're from. We drove down to Houston, and then we drove up to Austin, then to Fredericksburg, then to Marfa, and then to this place called Balmore. Um, and then we drove back to Dallas. So like slowly but surely made it all the way, basically all the way around. Um, but I think that if you pick the right person, which this is so key is <laughs> on the road trip because you're in the car with that person, especially when you're driving across Texas for a really long time. Um, <laughs> but I think it's kind of like, uh, you really do get to know that person so much better because you are, even if you're like with four people, whatever it is, you get, you're tra- I mean you're trapped and i know i said that that wasn't a great thing but i think that you know when you're stopping places for the night or you're stopping places during the day it gives you a, enough of a break but i think that we had always you know like in college we had stayed in touch we caught up all the time um and it was really nice to learn how to like be just like together and not have to talk all the time we listened to a bunch of podcasts but just like being so comfortable with someone um and like having all those inside jokes and getting to see some of the coolest places in Texas yeah. that you can possibly imagine. Um, and having kind of like that history together was super fun because I knew all of like, we had like basically run out of things to talk about. So we had to come up with new things to talk about. I think it really tests like your friendship <laughs> yeah, and comfort your ability. That silence yeah. is everything. Yeah, and I think that like, Provided us with those like I'm gonna do my thing because like I'm gonna turn on this music and you're gonna read because I drove most of the time and it was like okay we're gonna do these things in the same car <laughs> and then when we stop <laughs> at the next gas station we'll talk about it <laughs> um but I I really think like I think of all of the make or break like do you actually like this person trips uh, the road trip is the way to go to figure mm. it out I'm gonna nominate
1: two very different trips that I've had recently as. Examples of group trips that I think were really great. Um, the first was, if you count traveling with your parents as a group trip, I think, I think, it think is. we do. I think it um, was two years ago, my mum took my dad to Paris for his seventieth birthday, and I surprised him there in a cafe in the Marais. Oh, awesome. um, I think
0: my dad would have a heart attack if that ever happened.
1: <laughs> so me and my mum were texting, and we were like, "Oh, you're gonna give him a stroke." <laughs> <laughs> um, and. It was the most wonderful weekend and actually it was like the first time that I think I had really traveled with them as an adult. Some, somehow all this time had passed without us taking a trip together. We just walked around and ate and drank and stayed in this Airbnb. I got drunk with them, which was so much fun. <laughs> That's such an experience. There was an incident where my mum may or may not have killed the goldfish in the Airbnb. I'm <laughs> <We're> not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know, again, it was sort of, I was. You know, me, me and my dad went off and sort of walked around and tried to go to the Picasso Museum. It was mm-hmm. closed, <laughs> but it didn't, even, it didn't matter because it was just like one of those memorable days. And like, I think, Lara, like you were saying yeah. with your dad, you know, you just sort of get to see your parents in a different light. Mm-hmm. And that was a really, know, it was a really, really great weekend. And thankfully we all liked doing similar things. So that was great. And then Polar Opposite was, um, and I, me and Meredith have talked about Nashville being a great place to go in a big group before.
0: Every, I will just say if you are traveling with a giant group of girls regardless of whether or not anyone is remotely getting married everyone <laughs> everyone will think you're a yeah. bachelor party none of us I'm okay so again, I'm from Texas half my friends are married and I'm 25 um and like weirdly enough because it is weird with our group of friends like none of us were engaged. none <laughs> of us were engaged on this trip no one was getting married no one was married. We were all single. Um, I think that actually still stands which just it's like my only <laughs> single of a friend um but yeah, every single bar we went into, it was like, oh, who's getting married? Every Uber. It was like, <laughs> every Uber.
3: <laughs> so I will
0: say, you know what? If you want to milk that, take a big group of girls to Nashville, <laughs> regardless of whether or not anyone's and we, getting married. We were a bachelorette.
2: <laughs> <I agree.
1: laughs> and we thought we were being really original when we organized it, and we didn't realize that it's like the bachelorette capital of America. Um, you could try Detroit instead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but it was great because it was a very accessible, city it was cheap there was a lot going on in terms of like food and music and culture and there was just a lot of different things to do so when we wanted to branch off from each other we could um and because it was so affordable well compared to new york i don't think anyone felt pressured in terms of budget and um you know you could go for a nice cocktail and then the next minute you could be in some crazy dive bar singing karaoke and and yeah. smoking inside. And smoking inside. <laughs> oh. It's called Santa's. It only sells $2 beers. Wow, That's wow. it. It's amazing. It's, it's the like, New York dream bar, really. <laughs> it's my favorite bar in the world.
0: <laughs> and I think that might be where we wrap up. I feel like everyone shared good tips. Does anyone else have like a last minute, like ride or die thing that they think of when they are planning a trip with your friends?
2: Well, this may be like way obvious, but I find that the doodle app is that what it's called doodle doodle like the quiz no to plan (laughs) to plan dates when everybody's available Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's that chaotic moment where you're emailing and these dates and that date and like the doodle website (laughs) is a great way to do it that's great actually
0: that's not obvious because i've never thought about that (laughs) that's a great idea because
2: everyone can like select their availability
0: and then it oh that's really smart anybody Mm -hmm. else Last minute tips.
3: Um, I, again, I think this might be pretty obvious, but um, when we're trying to figure out like a destination, um we kind of divide and conquer so we like set a date in which we're going to present to each other <laughs> um yes this is a, so <laughs> official we do this many times and so we just a powerpoint involved or? um it can be if you're <laughs> so, so inclined um normally it's like a word doc with some images thrown are in there and some bullet like, points um but yeah you just pick a destination that you like your uh that's that you would like to go and kind of like pull out the highlights of like why you think this is good for the group um kind of like top restaurants top things to do and uh Then it becomes a (laughs) free-for-all.
0: That's a really smart idea, too. I, like, uh, I think we just,
3: like, wing it. (laughs) I think I need to get my
0: friends on these, these, like, slightly more planned uh, adventures. Okay, great. Well, thank you, uh, listeners, for tuning into our very first season of Women Who Travel. Lolly and I have been so thrilled to be a part of this. And thank you, Alex, Val, and Lara, for being part of our very last episode. Before we go, if we could just go around and
1: everyone um, say where our listeners can find you on social media. Uh, Lara?
0: Oh, <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> I'm on Facebook <laughs> under Laura Kramer, L-A-R-A. Are you,
0: no, are you nowhere else on the internet? Um, Wait, I'm no <laughs> <way> <laughs> I on internet. Wait
3: a minute. Yes, there is. <laughs> um, I'm also on Instagram, Laura K. Kramer. That's K-A-Y-E. Come find me. Let's chat. No one has ever seen that Facebook <laughs> <personal>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> Log on to Facebook. <laughs> it's F A S E. <laughs> how about <would> you Val? <laughs> uh, I think the only app I'm on is Instagram and
2: it's just Val underscore swass. Very cool how about you Alex? Instagram and Twitter at wordmover I'm at oh hey there Mare and you can find me
1: at lale Hannah on Instagram.
0: We will be back March 5th uh, with an episode that is gonna be very exciting and we're not gonna give anything away yet but it is International Women's Day week which we will celebrate full stop seven days um and we'll also
1: have on march 8th which is international women's day a women who travel package on our website launching there'll be profiles and features and personal essays and lots of
0: storytelling So we know you all will be counting down the days, but thank you so much for joining us for these first episodes and we're excited for what's to come. Please let Lali and I know if you have any ideas for our future seasons. And please, if you have any feedback, let us know on iTunes. Um, You can find us and Traveler at cntraveler.com, Connie Nast Traveler on Facebook and YouTube and Traveler on Instagram and Twitter. We hope you have a great week.